Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays 2020. I'm Tyler, and I'm giving you a new commandment. Pod with one another as I am now podding with you. Today, we're talking about the cure for loneliness and isolation with Amy Christie. Are you kidding me? But before we find (laughs) relief in 2020, now that they've done exactly what I've commanded them, I can now call them friends and our favorite co-hosts, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. We are back. Guys, we're here. Yay! We're back. Just when you thought Between Sundays never existed again, we're back. Do do we remember what was the last date of us sitting here? It was a cold, bitter night (laughs) in October (laughs) 2017. It's been a long long time. Yeah. I've been waiting for this day with bated breath. I forgot (laughs) to write my intro until about 30 seconds ago. We are... I love to say we're on our A game. I can't speak for you guys, but I, yeah, came in without an intro and without much of a plan today. So we're I good. Love, I love when that happens because Barry and I get to sit and watch you just like whip Frantically. something Frantically, yeah. But yeah. You just, I mean, that just that sounded like you spent time on it. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> guys, 2020, we're in a brand new year. The oh, 20s. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, what's been going on the since 20s. last time I saw you? Jeez. Man, there's so, so much we've stuff. had Christmas. Yeah. yeah. We've had New Year's Eve. We've had a couple weeks into the new year. Like what? What have you guys been doing? What's going on? Barry, what's up? What's going with you? Let's go with you first. Um man, I don't I'll give you the two big updates because I have talked about them countless hours. Most importantly, are you done with your big project? That is what I was gonna talk about. Yes. yes. I have finished the dining room table and it turned out okay and I really like it and Liv really likes it and so we're we're quite pleased. All right, Being good. modest. It's it's so actually what, lovely. Yeah, Thank you. Since, okay. since it's been a lifetime since we did this, explain what this is. What what is the table? So Liv asked well, Liv told me she was thinking of she wanted a big dining room table because we've got this kind of like biggish area where the dining room's gonna be and I and I was like, I'll make one and she was like, I'll just buy one. Yeah. And I said, No, but what if I made one? You know, if I'm going to get into woodworking, I would really like a table that looks good that I made with my own two hands. And she said, "Okay, can you have it by Thanksgiving? And I said, absolutely. That seems totally doable. So I got it to her by December 27th, a little late. But let's do this. That's what I said every time I went out to the garage. Um, But I did it. I finished it. It's It's a red oak table with a dark walnut Danish oil finish. And has I bread, know exactly what that Marin. Do you know what that means? Ends. Uh, breadboard ends. Breadboard ends. You ever seen it? You see? You ever seen a better breadboard end I than what you saw on feel his table? Like we have already done this episode because I know we <laughs> talked about like breadboard. sister joints and sister it, joints. Pocket something. Pocket holes. My I don't know what a sister joint is. is. Dovetail. Just I personally, I do not have skills to do dovetails yet. <laughs> I'll get there. I don't want to talk about pocket holes. <laughs> Anyway, so it's done and yeah. and it's really cool and I actually it is pretty it's it's pretty and the grain pattern is really nice so it's mm-hmm. like I can admire it as I walk past and think I made that. It's yeah, cool. you had a uh, holiday party, right? Yes. Yes. No, it wasn't ready for that. What was it? You had a party. Yeah, we had some family over for a post Christmas. Well, then that, there was New Year's Eve, yeah. but we had a few people over for that. But we the main what thing am I it, thinking about we had some of Olivia's parents side of the family come over to our house with her family and that was the day Wait, that we I hosted there? no oh. you're not in what? her family <laughs> you were there for the new year's eve oh, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right so you had a new year's eve party that too that's when it, we got we all got to see it yeah yeah i was a little disappointed that it was covered in food i know i just wanted Dude, Marin, to see that's, the table that's what she just sound like you you were disappointed <laughs> that there was food <laughs> just wanted to see the table yeah the table's beautiful construction yeah i've uh, seen it up close and personal at least that one time, but well, thanks guys. I appreciate your your votes. It's way it's way my... better than what I thought. Like you're like <laughs> I'm gonna get into word wordworking and I'm gonna build our first table. I'm like yeah, well we'll see about that. But you're already on to the next project. Yeah, Liv is very passionate about moving on to the next thing, and so we are redoing remodeling our guest bathroom, and I'm making a live edge wood slab out of uh what is it out of walnut out of black walnut. Um, and it'll be where the sink goes and everything. So, so you're gonna have to like cut the sink hole. <laughs> yes, I will use my router to route out a, a place for the sink to go into. Yeah, that is the awesome. sink hole. Yeah. Um, 
There's two other updates on the farm. Yeah, what do you got? One of them, which I'm so, so excited about. You remember a while back, and it would have been months ago, when I told you that we thought that Chester was a boy, but it turns out Chester was a girl because... Who's Chester? Our chicken. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Chester Ch- getting Ch- picked on? Chester, Chester was, was getting... the one... He was... Yeah, she was the one that was getting picked on all the time. So confused. And we thought it was a... We thought he was Rough a boy. Rough and tumble. Because he just... He has that Chester energy, you know? You just look at him, you're like, that's obviously someone named Chester. But no, didn't crow. It's a girl. So it's it's Charlie. We started trying to call her that. But it kept going back to Chester because it just felt right. And it was really hard. So anyway, the other day, I was out there in the morning, you know, with all the girls, all six of our chicken girls. And all of a sudden, first of all, do you understand only roosters crow, not hens? Of course I understand that. Oh, because that's part of the story. Anyway, so I go out there and right as I'm about to let the chickens squirrel noises. Right as I'm about to let the chickens out in the morning, I hear this from inside the coop, right next to all the other girls. Like literally just like that. And it was Chester crowing. No, Chester found his <laughs> found his voice, and it turns out he is a dude, after all. Yeah. And so now every morning Wait, I am so lost right You're now. You're a grown-up boy. Chester. Who we thought was a girl was a girl is actually a boy. Actually a boy, like we thought originally. What on earth? What a thrill ride! It didn't turn you on when he wasn't making any eggs. Well, they're both babies. He and Chelsea are both babies, so we just assumed they weren't making eggs yet. So wait, why did you think he was a girl for? Because he was supposed to crow Uh like a like months ago. Okay. So he's just a late bloomer. So because he wasn't crowing, you're like, uh-oh. Oh, must yeah, be a must girl. be a girl. Okay. Yeah. Not crowing. Not, we do not, not know eggs. how to check chicken genders yet. Sure. We haven't gotten that. <laughs> We're not that good yet. So. Wow. Anyway, it's delightful. So now every morning I go out and he's in there just crowing his little heart out every morning it when he sees the sun. It's the most perfect cockadoodle do. Yeah. Is that the one you sent a video of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Barry Absolutely just did a perfect, perfect. spot on impression. Was, it was pretty, pretty good. Well, yeah, he's got this little tiny voice, and so he's not quite, like, there yet, but I just imagine how annoyed the rest of them are jammed in yeah. that little coop with him, and he's just screaming. Oh, so man. you... It's morning! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How annoying would that be? Right? Oh, man. He's just trying to sleep in. Wake and... up! Does it wake you up? Can you hear no, it? No, it's too... Because he's inside the barn, so uh... we can't hear it. But when you're when you're right outside the barn, you can just hear him going. It's, it's really great. Uh, so... How many creatures you got on the farm now? Well, that's the last update. Oh. Now, we just actually, I just put a YouTube video out introducing all 21 of the creatures who are on our farm. 21? Yeah, we got a lot. Um, 21 creatures, including you and Olivia. No. Oh. (laughs) 23, including us. No, we have a neighbor who had an emergency need for uh, shelter boarding for her six horses, asked if she could use our barn for that, and we said, sure. So, she brought her, and she's taking care of them. We're not responsible for these horses but we get we now have six horses in our barn that we can like pet and interact with and talk to and become friends with and it's pretty great so yeah that's that's the last update we've just got a whole lot of animals wow yeah are you guys overwhelmed by this or you feel good uh we're finally i think kind of getting into a bit of a rhythm like i have part of the the stress with the chickens is you want to make sure that they don't get too cold because if it gets like below 20 then they can start getting like frostbite on their mm. feet and stuff, and you don't want that. But people lose their entire flocks of chickens all the time mm. by using heat lamps that then catch on fire <gasps> and like burn oh. the whole coop down. So I ended up rigging up a oil-filled radiator, which won't catch on fire, with a box, an insulated box, and a temperature-controlled outlet, which whenever it gets to 20 degrees, the radiator will turn on. It's like a chicken holiday inn. It is. It's a very elaborate setup. So now we don't have to worry. In the winter, that's just taken care of. Nice. So anyway, enough about me and the farm. If you want to if you want to see all the animals, go check out the YouTube video I just put up because Liv and I introduced you to all 21 of them. It's just search, search Barry Rod <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. You'll find it. Yeah. That's all. Between Sundays is now a plug for Barry's YouTube. <laughs> all for a good cause. Barry's YouTube channel. Uh, guys, we are like minutes away from Baby Bender. Seriously? Did you just get a text? No. But that's the way it feels. <laughs> like we, we've got if a If he date. stayed here doing the pod <laughs> yeah. when his son was Priorities, about to show Priorities, everybody. This is the first one in 2020. <laughs> uh, no. So our due date is less than two weeks away. For baby number two. 26th, is that right? Yep, the 26th. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, How we're in the window, right? That could we, it could go yeah. any time now. Yeah. How are you feeling about baby number two? Man, it's crazy because, and I I knew that this would happen, but now that I'm on the other side of the holidays, it just feels like it snuck up. It's coming. Yeah, like it's here. Before holidays, you're not thinking, just like oh, oh next year, next yeah, year yeah, I'll have it, a baby. Yeah, next year, it, we got a lot of stuff to do between now and then, and then holidays just like blast it, you know, <laughs> blast through it, and now all of a sudden we're less than two weeks away from adding a member to the yeah. house. Another yeah. human being that you have to care for. So luckily, we have major plumbing problems <laughs> right luckily. now. Yeah, luckily. On the bright side. Where are these plumbing problems? We have a clog of some sort in the main pipes to the house like that go to the oh, street. So like it's a city problem. Well, it's our problem. It's, it's your property, yeah, but it, but it <laughs> connects yeah. to the city. Yeah. yeah. So Jeez. what did Milo flush? I... I don't know. I, I I don't think it was any of us. Maybe it was, but it was during the rain, wasn't it? Well, all, d- during all we that have a rain. utility sink in the basement, and I started turning it on because that's kind of where a washing machine drains. Mm-hmm. And I was turning it on to clean some stuff, and all of the all of the drains in the basement started just like making gurgling noises. Oh, and that was like that, that can't be good. <laughs> and then the next day, we she, uh, Lauren did a load of laundry. And when the washer drained into that sink, the drains kind of flooded a little bit. And so nothing devastating has happened yet. So we're still, I mean, we're only like six months deep into this house. So we still have a home warranty. So we're like, all right, let's, let's tackle this through that. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you guys have had good experiences with home warranties. I don't know anyone who has. I didn't didn't get one because of all the horror stories. You have to use the company, the plumbing company that. You have no idea yeah. Yeah. about, but they send to your house. Well, tomorrow will be the fourth time this plumbing company has come to our house with the th- previous three times they've come with the wrong equipment. Oh, no. <laughs> for the job. Oh, no. Like, they've come to our house three times and uh, all three times like, yeah, we got to bring out the big machine. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. You can said you, that. Can you schedule time. that? <laughs> And the next guy bring, he's like, oh, I just got the little machine. They told me I needed that. Like, <laughs> Come on, guys. What are we doing? Like a giant rotorooter or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so today wow. I said, I, no joke, looked at the guy with tears in my eyes. And I said, listen, I need you to help me. My wife will murder me if there's a baby in the house and you guys are downstairs augering our pipes. Yes. You, you, you're going to bring in a bunch of germs. My wife is like flu season. Everybody has like that has to be dipped in hand sanitizer before <laughs> they walk in. And you guys are going to be downstairs in our pipes. And yeah. this, you're, I'm going to die. Like you're, my wife is going to kill me if you don't fix this now. And he's like, I understand. We'll be here tomorrow. Oh my goodness! With the big, with the big with machine. The big machine. <laughs> so that's what's new with us, man. We're we're coming in hot. The nursery's ready. Uh, we started this thing where Milo is receiving gifts from the baby before Ooh. the baby's born. That's nice. We're like, Get hey, Milo. Goodwill. Uh, the baby's name's Lane. So we said, Milo, baby Lane gave you a present. He's like, for me? <laughs> and so he's getting gifts and he's giving the baby gifts. And yeah, so we're trying to get everybody ready. Uh, Lauren is ready to be done. Yeah. She's not interested in another day <laughs> where she can't sleep on her back. Yeah. And, you know, so... Yeah, who knows? I mean, between Sundays, we may be a one and done for a while, <laughs> <laughs> coming in and leaving real quick. But yeah, so that we me. apologize to the between Sundays listeners for the oh, how sporadic man. things have been. But uh, yeah, give us a bit. We'll, no, we'll settle I, I in. I don't apologize. You, you, this is free, everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So that's me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm pumped about 2020. It'll be it'll be a cool year. I don't have a brother, and I'm glad that. Milo will now have a brother. So, yeah. That's awesome. Merritt, how you doing? I am hanging in there, Tyler. Yeah? I also have plumbing problems, but... You do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Just discovered that like two weeks ago. I think we might have been on our way to your house. It, it was around that time. No, I think it was that time. It New was Year's? New Year's Eve. Yeah. New Year's Eve. My daughter took a shower and suddenly there was like this giant water stain on oh, the kitchen geez. ceiling. <laughs> 
And there was there was no water on the floor. You would think that it was like she left the shower curtain out right. or something like that. Puddles of water everywhere. No. So it must be something underneath the tub mm. that is leaking, which will require, you know, taking the ceiling out to fix. Fun. So that sounds let's like a blast. Let's all celebrate 2020. Yeah. Man, we're doing it. The year of <laughs> Yes. Um, all right, so I'm sure listeners all want to hear how your life has been the past month or so. Yeah, they may or may not know. Um, well, the last time they heard from us, I don't know if you heard this, but the last time they heard from us, it was just me for about six minutes saying, we're not doing this the rest of the year. Here's what's going on with Marin. No. Okay, well, that's, 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 the, last, that. that's the last yeah. they've okay. heard from us. So if you're so a, we fan, know people if you're have a been, friend of the pod, you're, you're probably... I need to go listen to that episode. <laughs> it's riveting. <laughs> it's six minutes of talking about that and to, and the care center grand that opening. Great. Okay. Um, so yeah, people have been praying for you. They want to know the. Um, they want to know how how you're doing, how your family's doing. Mm. Um, so do you mind sharing a little bit about what's been going on the last four or five weeks? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So my mom's condition was steadily just getting worse, and while a doctor never gave us like a timeline of what we had left. Um, mom knew it and felt it. And, you know, I, I, I know my uncle called and said he wanted to come see her in January. And she would answer him with things like, well, Mark will be here. And like, oh, like wow. real cryptic. Like she just knew that she knew that she wasn't yeah. going to make it. So anyhow, um, she did end up uh, passing away on the 19th of December, um, my son's birthday was the 18th of December. And so I'm thankful I, I did. Come, oh, wow. I came, I was with her just I back and forth between Indy and Chicago was mm-hmm. a million times. And I've lost track of how many times, but I came back to be with my son for his 16th birthday. Yeah. And at around nine o'clock after we'd finished having birthday dinner, I said, I think I need to go back. And I drove back through the night and I got to my parents' house at around one in the morning and mom passed away very peacefully about uh, two hours later. Mm. So um, I was able to be there and Mm -hmm. she, yeah, my dad was there. My sister was there. We sang to her and she literally uh, took her last breaths in my dad's arms. So Mm -hmm. we were all there and yeah, she, she passed on. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a couple of weeks of funeral planning, um, the celebration service, we didn't call it a funeral. We called it a home going service was yeah. Saturday, this past Saturday, the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We made, we went to uh, Chicago. Yeah. To, is that, is that your church that you grew up uh-huh. kind of grew up going to? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's the church I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I mean, I think my parents were still going to that church when Jed and I got married. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful service. And yeah. <clears throat> I said this to you earlier, Marin, but it's just, there's something when, when someone who truly, truly loved the Lord passes, there's just a, it's just a different feel. Mm. It's a, it was clear that she was such a godly woman that so many people looked up to, that she touched so many lives and the room was packed. Mm. I mean, it was standing room only. And it was just, it was a, it was a beautiful, um, I mean, I wish I had known her for years, you Mm. know, just from that, that brief experience. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming. It was uh, unexpected to see that many grace faces there. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, there were you t- were the best dressed people in the room. We usually are. <laughs> yeah. We usually Everyone are. Everyone from grace was like ties. Ties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my dad wore his nice jeans. Yeah. There, there were, there were three moments of the service that stood out to me that I will remember forever. One, your dad, uh, I've only talked to your dad once, and it was like a 45-minute conversation after Beauty and the Beast. That sounds about right. No, uh, it was Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins, yeah. 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 Um, but he got up at the service at the beginning, and most—I mean, at Grace, I, I've i never been a part of a service that something like this would have happened, where he gets up, and he's the first one to talk, and he's like— yeah, I don't really know what's going on. I mean, uh, my daughter's planned everything you're about to see, but some really cool stuff's about to happen. So thanks for coming. And uh, I think he even said, "Sit back, relax." Yeah, sit back. Almost said, "Enjoy the show." Yeah. But yeah. yeah, he said he wanted to be the yeah. master of ceremonies, and we asked him probably a million times, like, "Are you sure that's a good idea? Like, you're gonna be pretty sad. Yeah. It might be hard to be the master of ceremonies, but he did really good. Like, yeah. he just Amy yeah. Christie just walked in. 
Hey, Amy, how you doing? Good. Hi. Wait, am I on? Hello? Yeah, you're on. Oh. <laughs> Is yeah. this thing on? Is this thing on? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on time today. Oh, my word. Stop. <laughs> so that was the first thing that stood out to me that I'll never forget. That was just awesome. And you've talked a lot about your dad, and it just snapped everything into focus for me when he when he got up and did that. Um, the second thing are your is your kids. Mm. What they I mean they were the first speakers of your mom's service. Yeah. And wow, I, I, I wept mm. as I listened to both of them talk about your mother, um, how eloquent they were, how thoughtful they were, and I I know today you had said you worked with both of them to kind of mm-hmm. frame what they were going to say, but well, sort of. I, I, yeah. Jaden is not a writer. He has yeah. many skills, but writing is not among them. So I was his ghost writer. I yeah. sat with him and kind of asked him leading questions and pulled information out of him so that we could craft something together. Yeah. And I'd say, would you say this? Does this sound like you? And we'd put a sentence on paper. Well, I tried to do the same with Des, except that girl does not need my help yeah. at all. <laughs> she is a writer's writer. And mm-hmm. I loved that when she and I worked on something together, she had about a page and a half of typed, you know, single spaced. She had a lot to say. Um, but then she took that away to like her own room and she rewrote every line Yeah, because mm-hmm. words are that important to her. And that is my mom. That is a hundred percent my mom. So I just kind of smiled watching. Yeah. Desi, it was uh, awesome. Yeah. Pour her heart into and that. And just getting to know them the past few years, watching them get up in that kind of environment and just speak so with such maturity was, mm. was awesome to yeah. see. Uh, and the third thing that stood out to me that I'll never forget is how you closed the service, which you had a video of your mom mm. and were you the one that took the video? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a phone video of your mom. I don't know how, at what point she was in her journey, but, um, she was singing, um, is it called, this is my story. Blessed, Blessed assurance. assurance. Oh yeah, of course guys. Thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hymns ever hear of it? <laughs> it's called Blessed Assurance, okay? But uh, yeah, it, she's she's singing it in her hospital bed that is in the in your dad's house, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um, after the video, like you were singing it with her in the video, mm-hmm. and everybody's in the room watching. Like we in the service are in the room watching this video, and then the video ends, and you are up on stage with your sisters, mm-hmm. and the whole group stands up, and we continue singing that song, mm-hmm. and the, or tried to sing more yeah, like, man, yeah. I couldn't. And I will never forget that because I know how you've talked about your family and how much community and people through, that have come in and out of your lives have mattered to you, and the fact that. Your mom was singing to start. Your mom started singing that song, but then ev- it felt like everybody was like, yeah, in the same story that your mom was blessed yes, assurance. This is my story. Yeah, this is my story. But this is our story. Everybody, yeah. and, and it was beautiful. It was it was a moment I will never forget. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I I believe that was the last day that she could speak. Mm. Okay. Wow. And we were gathered around, and um, I pulled my phone out to take that video because we had been singing. Um, for a little bit of time and I would kind of start the verse and then drop out and see if Mm. my mom could pick up where Mm -hmm. I left off and, and she would. And that video of course doesn't do her angelic voice justice. It's kind of cute. She sounds like a little old lady in that video. Um, but my mom, so many people talked about it at her memorial service. She just had the voice of an actual angelic being. Mm. (laughs) My mom's Mm. voice was so compelling and clear and strong and pure and yeah. So yeah, she, she literally spent her last available breaths that she could speak with. She spent those breaths, uh, praising her savior. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I think I'm going to carry that with me, obviously, you know, for the rest of my life, but especially in light of even my current profession, Mm. (laughs) I, I get to, praise my savior mm-hmm. all the day long and help so many others do the same. Yeah. Um, and one way or another, everything that I do here is to that end to worship, to praise, um, and teach those skills so that we can all go home hmm. praising our savior, hmm. you know, whatever, yeah. whatever song is in our heart on that last day, um, who knows what it'll be, but for her, it was, this is my story. This is my song, praising my savior all the day long. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for allowing us to be present there. Um, yeah, thank you for coming. The weather was terrible. It was. It was not a good day. You risked your life. Yeah. Thank you. And for I'm being sorry there. I wasn't there. You were a little busy. I know. Amy. I did watch pieces had, of it. I had something important to do. I know, but I did watch. I was glad they posted online. <laughs> yeah. I watched. I watched yeah. your kids. I watched you. Yeah. Um. So oh, I, yeah. I felt like I at least wasn't completely out of it. I I was glad they, I think, did you post it? Somebody posted it. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom's cell phone, like my dad has all her passwords Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I think they went Facebook live from her phone. Yeah. So that, it's kind of weird, but yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, even just to say like on Facebook, it'll say Maria Garcia Dittmars was live. Yep. Yes, Hmm. she was. Yes, she was. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, we can we can move on, but I want to. How are you, how are you now? Like, what, if you had to, you've all, I mean, is this your first day back to work? This is my first yeah. day back to work, wow. sort of. Okay. Yeah. How, so I, like, I came how are you back feeling? to do the Christmas Eve service, and that was good. Um, you know, she passed away on the nineteenth. There was a giant kind of question of, well, what will I do? And yeah. Um, but Jaden was playing drums at the Fisher's campus. My daughter was in I the got choir. Trouble. Yeah, you did. I told Marin's boss to tell Marin that she didn't need to be here for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Marin like a week ago, <laughs> I got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I got in trouble. Uh, well, I mean, just ask me. <laughs> what She's I like, oh, did you tell my do. boss that you also didn't talk to me about that? I was like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody handles grief in a different way. Yeah. And at that moment, especially, it was important to me to keep Christmas somewhat, um, not normal cause it couldn't be normal, but it was important for me to give Christmas traditions to my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My son had worked hard for this. My daughter had worked hard for this. And I knew that it would be good for my mom heart for my, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know how weird it is. Like your whole life. I don't think anyone in this room has lost a mom yet, but like you, you spend every mother's day. It's half about you, but it's really about your own mom, yep. you know? And so this was kind of the first Christmas where it was, no, I'm, I'm the mom mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And for me, I'm the mom. We're doing Christmas yep. Eve. We're <laughs> doing this. And we're doing it as a family because yep. this is what we do. We're gaffrons. This is what we do. So it felt good to come home and do something I know. Um, and then after that, I took some time off. Again, there was a lot of planning and prep and things to get together for this memorial service. Um, yeah. So this is my first day back back mm-hmm. and I feel all kinds of things. I feel a little bit lost. Um, even like to record this podcast, you guys can testify. There wasn't a day that I didn't come in here, get my phone out and say, okay, mom, we're about right. to start yeah. recording. Especially yeah. when we did Facebook live, I would text her all the time to say, we're going live. And then mm. she was really mad when we weren't on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So like every, I little- thought about that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every, everything that, could possibly remind me of her that's how probably this whole year is going yeah. to be perhaps the rest of my life is going to yeah. be um so i'm trying to keep focused as to why i'm here and why i do what i do um yeah and just everything has to change now yeah trying to think of what this year will look like family right. traditions what they will look like we might need to reinvent some things um, making sure my dad is taken yeah, care of, I know. All, all of that, all of that, all of that. So, but hmm. yeah, I'd be lying if I said I felt great. No. I don't feel great at all, but, um, y'all can continue to pray for me and for my family. Yep. Hmm. It's a significant, it's such a significant loss. Yeah. Your mom, that's just. Well, and she was so young. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. yeah, it, in some ways it feels like, a. I've been robbed of yep. of something. Absolutely. She and your was kids. Not even sixty years old yet. She was mm. so young. I think that's the other piece too, is feeling like your kids are robbed of something. Because mm. I know my mom is older, but my kids are the age of your kids and I feel like they'll never know her because she doesn't she has dementia, so she's not really here anymore. But yeah. your your kids don't get as much time with yeah. her as they deserve. If anything, again, that's why my kids spoke at the memorial. Yeah. I am the lucky sister in that my kids got 16 years right. with her and 15 years yep. with her almost. And 
they mm. they were they will able remember to, her right. right they will remember so much more than my sister and she impacted would. their lives like they they you will see pieces of her in them which is amazing yeah. i think like today there was a phrase in my head that helps me do what i'm doing right now and it was mom we know she's in heaven. I don't I don't like speculating about what I think she's doing or when people say like when people have tried to yeah. to very kindly and sweetly say, "Oh, well she's in the arms of Jesus." Well, I don't know. She might be bowing at his feet right now. I I don't know. Yeah. I feel like when we try to describe heaven, mm-hmm. it's like trying to recreate like a Rembrandt with like a chunky beginner crayon mm-hmm. and you only have one color yeah. and you're trying to describe something that none of us have seen. We just don't know. And I think I'm more comforted by the mystery hmm. of heaven. I want to hold on to the things that we do know in his presence. There's fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me. Yeah. I don't know if she's jumping. I don't know if she's singing. I don't know if she is worshiping. I don't know if she's being cradled by Jesus himself. But I do know that she's in his presence and there is fullness of joy, joy that surpasses anything she could ever hope to experience on earth because she's just there. And then I also know it says that she will know as she also is known. So what all of this is for, everything we're about to talk about, everything we do here at Grace, everything I live for, she's on the other side of it. Her hindsight is 2020 mm-hmm. and she can see with perfect vision what it was all mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And that's comforting to yeah, me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm afraid for my mom to go to heaven because she's just going to, she's going to experience all that, but she's also going to be like, why does Tyler's hair look like that? <laughs> why does Tyler's can, hair look yeah, like that? I think she's going to talk about your mustache like, what, yeah, what, your hair. What, what, is she, what is she doing? If I'm thinking, what is she doing right now? She's experiencing joy. She's bowing on his feet. But he's, she's also asking, why does Tyler's hair look <laughs> the way it looks right now? Why did they pick that honor, shirt? Yeah. Honor your mom with your hair and your yeah. shirts. Yeah. Do her proud. What wow. would she want your hair to look like, Tyler? Yeah. True cut. <laughs> Better than it does. That's what you want it to look like. <laughs> exactly. All right. Hence the hat. Thanks for thanks for sharing that, Marin. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it's good to have you back. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Amy. Yep. Speaking of having you back, I might. I know you're back. I bet, I bet the friends of the pod have been, been just waiting with bated breath. I'm going to put uh, Amy Christie on the title, and I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no one's there going to be like, <laughs> wait a minute. We've I know been this waiting first episode like of 2020, weeks. but we could just skip past. We've been this waiting one. five weeks, and this is what we get. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah, you were you were bummed that we didn't get to bring you in last month. And I know it's fine. We can double like, dose it now. I just like talking. You know that. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, you gave a great sermon. We're in the beginning of our sermon series, Relief, to kick yeah. off 2020, and yep. um, this is week two, correct? Yeah, Barry did week one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you talked about loneliness, the cure for loneliness and isolation. So I want to talk about the sermon. And so to get us started, do you mind kind of sharing the big idea of what you wanted to share, what you wanted folks to walk away yeah, with? Yeah, it was really simple and yet incredibly difficult because the cure is love. And that sounds easy on the surface, but it's not because the kind of love that that Jesus was calling calling his disciples to and calling us to um, in the book of John is a love that's really difficult and a love that is active, not passive. It's a doing love, not a feeling love. And it means that it's understanding that you are loved and remaining in God's love, um, which is hard to do, to abide and remain in his love is takes um, discipline. Um, But then I think the piece for me was it's not in order for people to find relief from loneliness and isolation, it's going to take the community around them um, to help them and rescue them from their loneliness. They can't do that all by themselves. So it was a call to action on the part of those of us that are in community and see people that need us to reach out to them. And, and that's hard love. That's not easy yeah. because sometimes you're stepping into really difficult situations. And mm. most of the time you are, cause I think if people are lonely and isolating themselves, there's something going on. There's something in them or around them, their circumstances that it's really hard. And so it's going to take hard work on the part of their community to help them, find relief from that. So it was, it was really kind of a a two parter. Um, 
for those that are lonely, understand that you have the greatest relationship. If you've surrendered to Christ, you have the most love you could ever have because he loves you beyond anyone that could ever love you on this earth. And he loves you no matter what you do. It's not conditional. Um, but then also a call to to those of us that need to be community, to those that are lonely and isolated, to step into that mm. and love boldly and dangerously and profoundly. And um, so that's kind of where we went with it. So you 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 just mentioned you kind of called everybody you called Grace Church specifically to be the place or the community where we're not allowing other people mm-hmm. to feel a lack of this type of love. Right. <clears throat> um. Every time stuff like this happens, I kind of I, I just start wondering like why why is church often the place where we have to be reminded about that like. I feel like church and you kind of talked about it in your ser- sermon where it's like church of all places should be a place where everybody like nobody feels right. isolated and yeah, lonely. And yeah. so if <clears throat> why why is this type of love so much harder? I guess is my question than an alternative version of it. Because we we often have to be reminded like hey, there's lonely people, make sure they don't feel lonely. Right. Why do you think that's so hard? Don't you think that that's everywhere? Like I like I I take a spin class at the YMCA. And there are people in the spin class who know each other by name. You know, hey Jim, like whatever. Yeah. Right. You know. But Jim. when I walk in Jim, good nobody, to see you at the gym. Nobody knows my name. Yeah. You know, like and I don't think they're going out of their way to ask me my name so that next time I walk into spin class they can say, "Hey, Marin." Like, I know, but this, the gym is not, that's not the gym's mission to right. know who you are. Right. That's true. The church, I feel like if you asked everybody in the world, do you want to be lonely? The answer is going to be no. Mm. But also if you come to a church with a desire to be known and experience God's love, like shouldn't church just be the place where people don't have to be reminded that they that people don't want to be lonely. Mm. Yeah, know? it should. Yeah. But yeah. That, that rubs against human nature because right. we want to be comfortable. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard enough to like really invest in relationships that of people you do want to be around just because it takes up your time and your energy. I mean, like that's how yeah. the world we live in right, right now. Yeah. But then to take, to go the next step and have that kind of self-sacrificial love mm-hmm. where you're going to go and you're going to love on somebody that's going to drain you. Yep. That's going to like, that that it doesn't immediately turn around and improve their life when you're in like yeah. maybe you're gonna have to love on somebody that is really uncomfortable to be around or someone who's gonna want more of you, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, mm-hmm. if you give a this particular person oh, some well, attention. I'm, I'm very right. familiar with give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> read that read that book very often these days. I'll speak for myself. I know that there are times when I think, oh, I I know I should quote unquote air quotes there. I should go up and talk to this person or I should invite this person over or whatever. But then I think, Oh man, but I don't, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with the the consequences. Exactly. So I I think there's a comfort level there. We just don't, Mm -hmm. we don't want to, we don't want to sacrifice our own comfort is a a big reason why it's the case. In my opinion, I think we're, we're human. We can be rushed, um, especially when we're in crowds and we can be uncomfortable and, and we kind of gravitate toward people who already know us. And I think mm. that might be the Achilles heel of the church in this area. If, you know, if I go step into the lobby and I'm surrounded by my closest church friends, that's great. We're having a wonderful conversation. We're engaging. That's what church is all about. But it can be easy to miss the newcomer if you're constantly only right. engaging with the people you already know. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, it every is. T- every week at North Indy, we start folding up chairs or whatever, stacking chairs, and I find myself standing next to like my wife's siblings. <laughs> I'm like, I see you guys every week. What I am know. I doing? Why am I, sta- to us Why am I standing yeah. with you? My <laughs> husband's family all comes here at the same hour, and they always want to stand around and talk because that's the really the only time all week we see each other. Yeah, and I'm always like, I'm sure there are other people here that I should be speaking with yeah. than my family. Yeah. I think who that's I see the reason frequently. for the challenge. I don't I don't think it's that we, you know, I don't know. 
it's too easy to kind of fall into those patterns of behavior and we're humans. So we, yeah. we need to be reminded sometimes. I know my sister at my mom's memorial told a story about, and all, all of us sisters were nodding our heads. Mom always told us, if you see someone sitting by themselves, you be the first one mm-hmm. to go over and say hello and to sit next to them. And she, she, my sister said, my mom taught me that if I wanted to have friends, I had to first be a friend. Mm-hmm. So mom was always telling us to go out of our way to do that. And she led by example because she always did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. She always did that. So we had all kinds of characters in our home. And yes. that was a testimony as to why her memorial service was as jam-packed as it mm-hmm. was. They had to make the announcement before service even began for people to squeeze in because there wasn't even enough room mm-hmm. in, yeah. in that sanctuary auditorium for, yeah. for people to fit. It's because she did that. There yeah. was no one was going to be lonely as long as she was in the room. She yeah. would find them. That's I, awesome. And I heard your sister say that about your home was always just like whoever wanted to come over. Oh, and they yeah. felt I, I have thought that about several people. My aunt was like that. And it really kind of bugged me sometimes. I was like, oh, that's just it's exhausting. And now mm. I look at it with such like kind of envy, like how cool a person must you be? If everyone feels like they could just walk into your house anytime and they would feel welcomed. Yeah. I yeah. think that is that that's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I, I don't think I'm that person and that makes me sad. I feel I challenged by it. And I could I'm an emotional person. <laughs> I could feel sad about it, but I think it's too easy to say, Well, I could never love four hundred people. So Right. Toss your hands up. Yep. I think instead of like setting the bar that big, I don't think my mom no, she loved just, like right. that so that she could like have a huge funeral. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's no, just who no, no, she no. was. I think for me, instead of looking to love 400 people, because that's immediately too overwhelming mm-hmm. and I will shut down, I need to look to love one mm-hmm. and then maybe yeah. two yeah, and then maybe three <laughs> and I, so on. I think our culture too is just like, what am I going to get out of it? That was the thing that hit me too. This is all about giving. This kind of love is just about giving of yourself, your time, your energy, and you're not waiting to see what you, I think we're told, well, even in our marriage relationships and and any, and even with our kids and stuff, what am I getting out of it? Well, maybe nothing, but you're not necessarily supposed to. It's all about what you, what you give to the person, what you, but that's totally against what, Mm -hmm what everybody yeah if you're not getting some something out of it it's easy to be like well that that's a waste of my time mm-hmm. i've been feeling a sense since the beginning of the year actually that this is a year that i uh, i hate to say it out loud because now people are gonna gonna hold, hold me accountable it. make an audio clip of whatever she's yeah. about yeah. to say i just feel like um i need to be more present mm. and i don't know what that what that looks like i said that today at our staff meeting to the table. I just feel like I need to be, whether it's like intentionally present or just saying, hey, I'm available for the next two hours. Whoever wants to like, then I get scared. No one's going to show up and then I'll be like super sad. Speaking of lonely. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I just, and then this, then when I got into preparing for the message, I was like, well, maybe this is really what the year of 2020 is supposed to be for me is just to be more present for the people that I care about about that are in my life and present for maybe people that I don't know are supposed to be a part of my life that yeah. I just need to be more present. Yeah. So, um, what Amy, what, uh, did you look at when, when you decided I'm going to, pr- I'm going to give a sermon on this topic. What, what was the, was it loneliness or what was, I know the overarching thing is relief, but what brought you to this angle about loneliness, isolation, like what was some of the work you did that got you well, from to this perspective that you thought was really important to preach to grace at this time? Oh, um, well, we get a lot of our sermon series are kind of laid out like here's what we're going to and here's the scripture passage. Yeah. And so then I just start ruminating on the idea of loneliness and isolation and people in my life that know that I know that feel this way. And when have I felt this way, which that was, that was kind of a, an aha for me too, remembering back to the time when I did feel that. 
Um, and then I just start looking at the scripture and start reading different commentaries about this and about the and looking at where the context of the scripture. I loved that piece of it that that, you know, the whole idea of it's kind of this whole him, Jesus laying out everything for the 11 that are left in the room. Even the idea that Judas had just left and there's like this kind of like, um, you know, energy in the room of, oh my word. Okay. So we're, we're, we're doing this. Like, this is John 15, I'm, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. getting arrested after this all, you know, goes down. So I got a lot to tell you and, yeah. um, and then just reading different commentaries and then just really praying that, that the Holy spirit would show me through all of that. What it, what's the takeaway mm-hmm. for, for the people that were, speaking to for this weekend. And usually it starts with what do I, what do I need to learn from this? Hmm. And then I pray that that's what other people Hmm. need to learn from it too. And, and, and this one was a little bit more difficult as to the relief part, because I was like, how do you find relief from loneliness by yourself? Like Hmm. I couldn't figure. And so then when I read the passage more and looked, he he really is making a, a commandment to, those of us that are around the lonely to to take care mm-hmm. and to do our job as his followers and love in a really hard way. But, you know, I mean, he says to lay down one, one's life for one's friend. That is, yeah. that's beyond, like, that's beyond what anybody is ever thinking that they're going to do for somebody else. And, yeah. um, and then when you pair that with the fact that he is going to do that, mm-hmm. um, and they don't even know it yet. It's just it, the the further you dig, the more you want to dig and the more you want to know and the more intriguing it is. And then you're just praying, okay, tell me what I'm supposed to say now. And mm-hmm. I think about it a lot and like I'm scribbling notes down, like I'm waking up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and I'll have like a thought and I just trust that those are Holy Spirit moments. And, and then as I read through it, then I'm like, oh yeah, that wasn't a Holy Spirit moment. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I take it out and <laughs> then I, yeah, so... Yeah. That's kind of how it plays out. And Barry, the week before, yeah. Your main call was like at the end you were like I want you to get into rooted. It was on a different topic. Yeah, I was talking about fear and anxiety. Hmm. Yeah, but those things go hand in hand with yep. Yep. loneliness, isolation. Yeah. And I don't know if commu- if uh we would say would we say rooted is kind of something we offer for people to heal from loneliness and isolation. I mean, we yes. definitely would say that, but um, yeah, when we're thinking of how we're starting this year with relief, we've talked about fear and anxiety, loneliness, depression. What else are we talking about in the weeks to come that we're, we're kind of, we're starting the year on these are how we are getting relief from these things that kind of feel like dark clouds over us. So what yeah. are, what are the upcoming topics that, we, we can prepare ourselves for the next one uh, next weekend is going to be about uncertainty about the future, uh, specifically afterlife, like my uncertainty about whether I'm destined for heaven, you know, um, that's dad, I mm-hmm. believe. And, and then the next two, the next two. And then the last week is insignificance. Insi- yeah. Fear, exactly. of insignificance. fear of, fear of living an insignificant life of not mm-hmm. mattering in the world. We're going to talk about those and they all kind of come out of the same passage. Yeah. And so the reason I bring it up or ask the question is because in both weeks so far, there's an element of like, this is between you and God, mm-hmm. but also this is between everyone else in you. Mm-hmm. Like in my journey with fear and anxiety, it's been healed a lot by other people, like mm-hmm. saying, I, I have the same thing mm-hmm. or I've done, I've gone through similar things or I suffer from the same things and I want to be your friend or I want to be somebody you talk to through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never suffered from depression to a like clinical level, but I've, I've hit, hit some of the lonely like check marks in my life in in the past. And you're right. Some of the, some of the greatest like moments of pressure relief or just moments of like, Oh man, that feels good is when other people notice that and other people ask me about it. And so your first thing was like to, to provide someone else with relief is like, look for who needs you. Right. And I feel like, I mean, the onus is on the person to join things like rooted, but it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like church should be a place of full of people looking for 
people that need them. Yep. Right. I'm reading a scripture. It's Psalm 68, six, and it's kind of hitting me in a new way as we talk about this, but it says God places the lonely in families. He sets prisoners free and gives them joy. It doesn't say God makes the lonely feel better. Yeah. Like it tells you how he makes the lonely feel better. <laughs> yeah. He puts them in mm-hmm. families. And that to me is why we do Rooted. Yeah. It's to put all of us in in a position to where we have community. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse not to have community at Grace Church. Yeah. We have that for all of us. Mm-hmm. And that brings joy. I would I would say too that if you if you see someone that's lonely invite them into your rooted group invite them to do it with you invite them into any group because one thing that I discovered when I had my postpartum stuff was I didn't ha- I didn't want to I, I didn't want to seek anybody out I was right. just I was too it was and I was in too hard of a place I needed yeah. somebody to invite me to lunch mm-hmm. I needed to pull somebody you out to, of it. Yeah. yeah and so I would say if you're joining a rooted group find three other people that you think need it and ask them to be part of it if you yeah. go to a meetup invite two other people to go with you um, we've got all these meetups happening at our campuses mm-hmm. invite somebody to go with you I made it my mission after I went through postpartum um, with my first child that I any woman that had just had a baby I would be like how are you doing because this could be I know this is maybe one of the hardest points in your life. Let's talk about it. Because mm-hmm. I did not want any woman to feel like I did when they were like, isn't it great? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I just yeah. like burst into tears. <laughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to immediately say, hey, I, if, it, if you think this is really awful right now, I totally hear you and let me tell you how I felt. And, mm. and I think if we could just make it our mission to say, hey, I know you might be lonely night right now. I felt that way too. Go, I, I'd actually love for you to come with me because then I won't be lonely because you're with yeah. me and we can go together and we may not know anybody, but we'll know, not know anybody together. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, 2019 to me, looking back on 2019 at grace, it was a year full of like, just hammering the message, self-giving love. Like Barry, you, mm-hmm. you kind of started, we started it at the very beginning of the year, but it was a theme for me that carried all the way through. And it's good to know that it wasn't just like a, a season. It's not just a like trend that we are. This is part of who we are. We're starting 2020 with it. We're, I mean, yeah, it would make sense to be like, Hey, new year's resolutions, a new year, new you. But we're like, yeah, we know there's anxiety. We know there's like, not everything's great, but also like we care about the people who it's their, it's our responsibility to, to identify the people that are suffering from those things and providing those people with relief. Like it is, it's good to know that that is now part of the DNA of Grace Church is that mm-hmm. self-giving love yeah. part. Well, and that's what is the hardest thing about all of this, but it's also what makes it all possible is that as Christ followers, we are dying to ourselves. We're setting aside our own desires for the for Christ's desires. Mm-hmm. And so um, something you said earlier, Amy, made me think of this, but I, just thinking about my house and my space, because going back to that idea of like hosting and being, I, I, I think of it as this is my dining room table that seats eight yeah. people. Like this is my dining room. T- <laughs> right. yeah. This is my, you know, like my <laughs> living room. This, this is my, this, whatever it's all, this is my house. And I, I don't want to sacrifice what's mine for the sake of others. And mm. then I think about it in this context and I think, what am I talking about? This isn't my dining room table. Mm. This is Christ's dining room table. This is his house yeah. that he allowed me to have. This is his life that I'm living. Like that's the whole point. And if I think of it that way, if this is Jesus's dining room table, then what am I going to use this dining room table for? Right. I'm going to use it for meeting isolated people and, right. and bringing, you know, community together. It's, it's hard, but at that, that's the kind of mentality shift that I am working on in this particular topic yeah. because man, I'm, I'm just as guilty as anyone of looking at it and thinking like, I don't, I'm fine. Like meeting isolated people on the weekends at church. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sure. then actually having to give something up of my life, hmm. that's when it suddenly becomes something that I'm like, Oh, I don't, yeah. I'm tired. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. Because, yeah me too. Totally. Uh, I don't know. On this show, I declared like I'm into board games and uh, I declare (laughs) one of the reasons is because it was a season where I was like, man, I don't have any friends. Where are all my friends? I haven't seen them in a long time. I can tell you why you don't have any friends. (laughs) Uh, And so I started like scheduling 
times to see my friends through playing these games, okay? And my dad built me a board game table, and it was like, now it's something I do very regularly with people, different groups of people, like in different parts of my life, but it's all community building. And last week, um, somebody came to the play a game, my favorite game, by the way, and... <laughs> They spilled their drink all over it. Like oh, they spilled. No. And the, the table. table. And the table. Oh. Like they spilled. It was like all over. How much is the game? 50 bucks? No. It was like $80. Oh. That but that's like the base ridiculous. game. But I've, I've invested like $200 Aren't into this game. Aren't there cup holders in this table? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting to a point that's like trying to help me not think of it that way. <laughs> this was a negligent guest. I'm very yeah. sorry. So that happened. And in the moment, I was like, oh, I was just like <laughs> trying to withhold my rage. OK, but if I'm thinking about why I even have these events, yeah. it's to make people feel welcome, make people feel like they're part of a community, make me feel both of those things. And if I had just like blown my top. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How welcome is that guy going to feel to come back? Well, now he knows, you know? so he's not going to Well, he didn't listen to this. If Jesus okay. was there, he would have spilled his drink, too, and everyone would have been laughing. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus would never spend $200 on a uh, game. Let's just put it out there. He would pull the game out of a bag, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it would exactly. just be materialized. Oh, See, Barry totally. talks about his table. Everybody's like, yeah, great point. I talk about the board. <laughs> no, nobody appreciates that. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a I think it's a good it's a good analogy though because you're right the whole point for having those games was yeah. bigger than just you enjoying yourself yeah and so yeah and so for me to get mad at the guy like he's never gonna come back if I do that which perpetuates loneliness and isolation right right yeah. right I thought it was interesting that we were talking about this the this weekend after we celebrate celebrated one of our greatest expressions of love in the in our beautiful care center I thought yeah. Mm. I mean, what a beautiful expression of the love of the church through mm-hmm. I somebody said to me, I love this week. And they said, I love that the the prettiest part of our building is our care center. Mm. And I said, yeah, that is beautiful. That is cool. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. the, the nicest part right now of our building is that beautiful facility that gets to serve hundreds of families each week. And I think that's. So it was like this, I felt like a celebration of love all weekend. A close second is the communications conference room. Yes, it is. It is spectacular. It is. It's not, everyone. That's a joke. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's not. It's... Followed closely by the the dilapidated conference room one where the lead team oh, meets. Still has a VCR in there yeah. and like a old it's, seat. It would not be a room to like spur Host. on creativity <laughs> or anything. That room is, is yeah. very white walls yeah. and... It's very, very sad room. Well, thanks for giving us the message. Thanks. This past it week. Was, it's, I, it was a blessing. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so next week we're talking about destiny. Nope. Or destination. No. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, As in future. For your life. Yeah. Yeah. For your and after eternity. that we're talking about, what'd you say? Destiny. Sig- no, the sig- week after that. You're destiny. feeling no. insignificant. Insignificant. Yeah. <laughs> and both are Dave, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna have a baby, but you guys, you guys should just do the pod without me if I don't, because we'll, we've we'll already to started this out. ball rolling in 2020. We can't stop the ball from rolling anymore. So. I, I, I know someone who would guest host. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, I think even as a new stop. father, you should watch the sermons. You can live stream them. You know. Yeah. Just write us our intros, and we won't read them ahead of time. Yeah. And we'll just come in, okay. and, just and that that will be your contribution. Just give us. Or an we intro. Can, can't we phone you in? Because he's going to be my wife will murder me leave. if I phone in. <laughs> no, I won't let you work on paternity leave. So yeah. you're not allowed. All right, it'll be a nice break. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully, the baby will not be here next Tuesday, so we can do this. All What's right. the due date? Twenty sixth. Oh. Yeah. Windows closing. Yeah. All right. But before we get there, Marin, we please do us the honors of sending us out for the first time in 2020. In 2020. Sure will. Do justly, love, mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 